0: You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Testudo Times Outtakes Podcast. I'm your host, Lila Bromberg. I'm with a Maryland basketball legend today. I'm here with uh, Walt Wizard Williams. What's up?
1: How you doing? It's great to be here.
0: Good. Good to sit down with you. So. You know, I'm sure everyone knows you helped, you know, really bring back Maryland basketball in the prominence. And, you know, you were there in Gary Williams' first years of coaching. Uh, everyone knows you for seven straight, you know, games with 30 or more points. And then, you know, your 11-year NBA career. So you're known as a wizard. The first thing I have to ask is how did that start?
1: Well, um, it started as a fr- my freshman year, actually, when uh, I played for Bob Wade. Um, one of my teammates... Uh, um, uh, used to call me Wizzy, and so uh, you know, one time I was out on the basketball court. We was playing uh, pickup games, and I was making a lot of tricky passes. So, you know, the coach, Coach Wade, said, "Hey, I gotta come up with a nickname for you." (laughs) And so he heard uh, Jesse Martin calling me Wizzy. So one day he just started calling me the Wizard, and it it stuck. It stuck with me for uh, you know up until now. Right.
0: And so a big thing you've been known for in Maryland is, you know, staying even when the NCAA sanctions hit and, you know, you have a chance to go to the NBA early and decide to stay. You know, what was so important to you and what made you so passionate about, you know, staying and representing Maryland?
1: Well, at the time, the reason why I came to the University of Maryland is because – you know, I'm from here. I didn't want to leave my friends and my mom, <laughs> you know. And um, and uh, also, I just had an infatuation with uh, Len Bias. Um, I didn't really dream of being an NBA player. Um, when I used to go out and play pickup games on the basketball court, I used to pretend like I was Len Bias. And so I that was my dream to... Uh, get to college and play at that level, so that the people from my community can pretend like they were me when they out on, when they were out on the basketball court. So that's what initially made me want to come to the University of Maryland, and and uh, then then you play with these guys and d- d- develop a brotherhood, and uh, then when we're going through tough times, you know, um, I come from. This this summer right here will be my fiftieth annual family reunion. So I come from family, and when we stay together and stick together, and especially through tough times, and and uh, have loyalty. And so those the team my teammates were like my family. And so uh, it was a no brainer for me. I, I I couldn't turn my back on them, especially uh, 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 in the situation that we were going through.
0: Right, and you said you looked up to. Len Bias, and then you end up breaking a bunch of his records? Did you ever, like, imagine that would happen? Oh,
1: no, not at all. I mean, that dude was a superhero to me, so not at all. And, uh, you know, honestly, just just playing the game, um, I never really played paid attention to the individual things that I was doing out there. I was just trying to win. Uh, my teammates uh, f- uh, probably paid more attention to what I was doing individually than, than I did. And uh, that, that was cool, you know, to know that uh, my teammates, teammates were happy for me and and they got a kick out of the things that I was I was doing on an individual uh, level
0: right and you know you were there in Gary Williams first couple you know years of coaching and things like that what was what was that kind of situation like when you first met him what was he like in his first couple of years as a head coach
1: well he came to my home uh, him and the whole coaching staff Billy Hahn Art Prairie those guys came to my home and just talked about how uh, I will be a focal point of the team and how talented they thought I was and how they would help me get to the next level or 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 um, um get to the best of my uh get the max of my abilities and uh so I, I believed them I believed that they were genuine and and that they really thought that um, I had a chance to be a, a really good player at the University of Maryland, so I wanted to t- uh, take advantage of that opportunity. I didn't really pay attention to we were going on sanctions and that we wouldn't play on TV and you know things like that. Um, I just felt like if I if I got the job done, then I would I would uh, feel good about that. So um, it, it was it was it was cool to to play for a coach who. Had so much confidence in you, especially uh, to the point where in my sophomore year, he allowed me to uh, play point guard. And as you can see, I'm, I'm six <laughs> foot eight, I'm pretty tall. And that was very, very uh, unique to have a guy my height in those days, uh, the uh, late 80s, uh, playing a point guard position. But um, it was just another level of the belief that he had in me and, and those type of things, those type of situations ultimately uh, uh, propelled me to the next level because my confidence was just so high. I, I thought I could do anything out there. And so uh, it stemmed from the feelings that uh, uh, Gary Williams had about me.
0: Could you tell back then that, you know, he had that tenacity and coaching ability to bring them the final fours and champions? Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, he always, I mean, uh, that was something that I really – enjoyed um the fire that he had before games you know giving us the going over the game plan and things like that um you could just tell that every game he thought we we were going to win and, uh, you know, I imagine for some coaches when you go into some games, uh, you know, uh, overmatched on play, on paper, you, you kind of concede to your feelings of, man, we, we're probably not going to win this game or whatever. But I never thought that at all with Gary. I know me, for myself, going into every game, I felt like we were going to win every single game and i could see it in him it was genuine um uh, because i felt the same way and i could see it in in, in the way he his, he she spoke um the tone he spoke with and you know you could just you could just see it and uh that fueled me every game i wanted to um i wanted to uh achieve success not only for myself but for him too
0: do you have a favorite memory playing for him or just playing in maryland
1: um I wouldn't say fa I had so many. It's just <laughs> so hard. But I tell you one one thing, one one thing that I remember that that stuck with me is uh we were playing um we were playing Clemson one time down down there and their gym was it's difficult to shoot the to shoot in that gym. And I started this one game off maybe like 0 for seven or 0 for eight, or something like that and Um, I passed up an open shot one time, and Coach Williams called a timeout, and he met me. He walked out on the court and met me on the court. And, uh, man, he just started laying into me about that, you know, I needed to go score in order for us to win. And I was just thinking to myself, man, I done missed like seven or eight (laughs) shots in a row. What are you talking about? You know, I was thinking that to myself, but then I just thought, man, this dude thinks that I am, he must think that I am really good. And that had a lasting impression on me because uh, I just felt that he always going into every game, the reason why he thought we was going to win was because of me. And um, I tried to live up to that every second that I was out on the court. I tried to live up to that, man, because he was so genuine. And I thought that, okay, if he feel that way about me, it must be true. And so I try to prove him right every time I step on the court.
0: And then you get drafted to the NBA... Seventh overall pick. You said growing up you were imagining to be Len Bias. You weren't even yeah. really thinking about that. But, yeah. you know, what's going for your mind on draft night when that becomes, you know, more of a possibility?
1: Oh, man, it, it was just, just crazy. It was just a crazy feeling. Um, I did not – I didn't even realize that I could go to the NBA. You you watched the game, but it wasn't as publicized where people were from. So I didn't even know going into the NBA was something that was a reality, that it could really happen. So, you know, I wasn't thinking about that at all. And then I would read magazines like uh, Street and Smith or, you know, something like that that would rank players, college players. And I started reading publications after my, like, sophomore junior year um, saying that I was one of the best guards in in, in college and that I was going to the NBA. And and up until that point, I I had no idea. And so... um, um, for it to actually just happen, I mean, it was it was just an incredible feeling. Um, but at the same time, it was uh, it was it was sad for me as well. My father was uh, rest in peace. He was going through. Uh, um, um, having complications uh, he died of cancer and so uh, he wasn't able he he was going through problems at that time so he wasn't able to uh, travel with me or, or enjoy the process. My family as a whole wasn't able to enjoy the process because my father was going through Uh, trauma back at home so um, it was a it was a roller coaster ride for me and uh, I think even through my whole career I never really got the chance to enjoy it like I should have because uh, I just could not get over the fact that my father was not there with me.
0: I'm sorry here was that you know an inspiration for you too though? Uh, Oh
1: yes yes absolutely It, it definitely inspired me because I felt like I needed to take care of my family now you know I was the man you know, and so that that certainly inspired me to want to do what I can to uh, uh, take care of the family. So absolutely. Um, but, you know, it was it was also something that I thought about often and what would it have been like uh, if he was here.
0: Right. And so, you know, you were playing in the NBA and, you know, part of Michael Jordan's prime. I have seen a few yeah. photos of you, you know, playing against him things like that. What was it like being? on the court against him and you know that,
1: the Bulls in that era. Oh man, it was it was awesome uh playing against him because uh I mean, he's certainly the greatest of all time, you know, and just having that experience was fantastic. Um actually the first time that I ever uh played in an NBA game, I came uh at the the uh, the last preseason game in 1992 for the Sacramento Kings. Um, by the time we, um, uh, came to an agreement on my contract, we were at the, we were in the last preseason game. So, and it was against the bulls. So my, actually my first action of playing in the NBA oh, was, wow. was against him. <laughs> and, uh, so it was a rude awakening from, from day one, but I understood, uh, uh, level of competition that i was playing against and um just the nuances of of the game it wasn't just what we did on the court it was the things off the court and and after the game as well that really propelled guys to the next level
0: right you know there's a lot of argument kind of going on against about you know if lebron james is better than him or right. is that at that level as someone who you know actually played against right. michael jordan yeah. what do you think of
1: that well i you know what? I'm a huge LeBron fan. I think that he's a fantastic player. Um, when you make that, when you make that argument, I mean, both of those guys are great. So, I can see either point of view, but I just feel that Michael Jordan. Um, it's, it's And it's a disadvantage because I actually played against him, right. so I got to see that thing live. But I just thought at the end of games, um, um, he was just something to deal with. He could take over the game himself um, from anywhere on the court. Also, I thought that uh, his uh, the, the, the way he impacted the game on the defensive end and how his play was infectious throughout the others. And so he would get guys that played with him that would, was uh he would get them to a higher level on the defensive end as well so i i just thought the not only him himself but uh the impact that he had on other players as well by by following the leader you know i thought that uh that was just at a at a greater level and so that's why i would give jordan the, the nod by by a little by do you have a little.
0: favorite uh memory playing in the nba
1: Oh man, just being there it was just a whirlwind, right. you know. Um, I played. I had the opportunity to play with the Portland Trailblazers and Dallas Mavericks, who both got to a, a Western Conference uh, 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 Finals, vo- lost both times against the Spurs. But just going through that experience and playing at that higher level, um, when when you know that. All right, we're the. It's only four teams playing right now. It's only two games left, so everybody is watching us. That was just an experience. That was just fantastic, and uh, man, um, I really enjoyed playing with both of those teams. Uh, 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 both of those teams. Uh, it, there's players that I have lasting relationships with on both of those teams. So um, it, it was just great uh, being a part of uh, both uh, legendary team. It was some great players, some Hall of Fame players on both teams.
0: Do you have a favorite player that you play with or that you really learned a lot from?
1: Um well, absolutely. I mean, uh, Marcus Camby is like a brother to me. That's, that's certainly my my favorite player that I've ever played with. But, um, uh, you know, earlier in my career, my relationship with uh, Randy Brown and uh, Mitch Richmond was was huge for me. I learned how to be a professional um, on and off the court, you, you know, how to conduct yourself, the level of um, um, preparation that you needed at that level, but it, it had to be generated yourself. You didn't have coaches like in college to call you or pull you up or what have you. You had to be your own desire to want to get better. Um, you know, playing with veterans like Wayman Tisdale, Wayman would tell me, "Hey, you come into this, you come, in, you're sitting in the office of of the general manager and the president or what have you, and they're bringing that contract to you, and uh, they're telling you how great you are, and when you sign it, they take that contract, and when you see the back of them." they are leaving out that door to go and try to find somebody that's better <laughs> right. than you. And they don't stop until they find that person. So you got to understand uh, that getting here is t- definitely tough. But staying there was, was even tougher. So uh, the preparation that you need and just fending guys off to, for the rest of your career, understanding that that's what the NBA is, uh, those guys taught me that.
0: Right. Getting to the NBA is tough. but And now you've got uh, three Terps on one team. Yeah of Hawks, people are calling them. <laughs> what do you think of that?
1: Oh, that's awesome. I remember um, playing with the Houston Rockets. Um, you know playing with uh, Terrence Morris Tony massenberg Steve Francis and myself we're all playing together so it was four of us <laughs> together so I mean it's, it's a great time especially uh, when you're having success some success at the college level you get to talk a lot of trash in the locker mm-hmm. room so that's always great but also being with people that you are familiar with and uh, that's that's always great because um, when you're playing in that league um, the guys play and and they're together on the court, but when they leave away from the court, um, it's about establishing those type of relationships, and so it's always easier and uh, uh, seamless when you have players that you're familiar with and that you played with in college.
0: Right, and you know, you are doing broadcasting with you know Johnny Holiday. You yeah. got to watch Kevin Herter and Bruno Fernando. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of what they're doing now, especially you know Kevin Herter after that insane you know rookie season?
1: Well, you know what? It's it's uh, I I'll tell you the truth, I expected it. Um, I had the opportunity to watch kevin hurt and i always thought that uh he would be a better pro than he was college player um I thought that he was a guy that had a great attitude out there and uh, when you're playing at the college level he just had so many tools and so much talent but it's a certain mentality that you got to have when you're going out there and you're putting 25 on guys a night you got to have some selfishness about you some and uh, you know Kevin Herter was a great team he fit into he fit into the puzzle really great and so I thought that when he got it at the NBA uh, level when the game is more you know it's more isolation uh, I figured that his skill set would come out even more and so that's why I always thought that he would be a better pro than than a college player but and then Bruno I had the opportunity to work with him um um uh, uh, in, in this this past summer and so I saw that he had a lot more than what he brought to the table out at, 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 for the University of Maryland uh, you gotta once again when you're in college you gotta fit into a, p- a piece, a, a puzzle especially when you have a lot of talented players that you're playing with so he wasn't able to show what he could do on the perimeter and, th- and those type of things and so um, I, 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 I look, he has a tremendous upside I, I look for him um, uh, to, to work himself into to the rotation and be someone to reckon with at some point in his career
0: yeah I was shocked he wasn't a first round pick but then I saw yeah. he was going to Atlanta and it it made it a bit better just to see him you know get to kind of get used to it with Kevin things yeah. like that uh
1: but the game has changed a little bit, and like I said, you see the, the, the NBA scouts see Bruno back to the basket being a bruiser and dominating, and, and then you think, well, that type of player is not many of those type of players in the, in the league, and, and he's not a seven-footer, you know, that type of deal. So um, I think that they'll be surprised the the, the skill set that he has and the ability that he has to shoot from the outside.
0: Right. And before I get your thoughts on, you know, a big season coming up for Maryland basketball, you was announced a couple months ago that you're going to be inducted into the Maryland State Athletic Hall of Fame. We were there to, you know, shoot some of it. You're going to be inducted in November. What was your reaction to finding out about that?
1: Oh man, it's awesome. That never gets old. Uh, you know, um, you think after your career is over, with all of the awards and accolades are over with. So, you know, things like this are—it's re- really cool to be able to uh, have my children and. And uh, my family uh, uh, celebrate moments like this and have it happen one more time, you know. And so uh, it's it's a great feeling. Um, I've been inducted to a a couple of Hall of Fames, you know, uh, uh, the Metropolitan Hall of Fame, the D.C. Hall of Fame, uh, University of Maryland. And uh, so so it's been it's just been a whirlwind. It's just been an awesome, awesome time. And uh, it, it's its gratifying to know that the hard work that you put in um, um, is paying off like this.
0: Right. And Maryland basketball, you know, this season I knew for out of the summer, they're coming in with a lot of hunger, a lot of depth. Yeah. And then I'm at media day this week and it's just it's just kind of palpable. There's just like kind of a feeling. In the air. Yeah. What do you think about the potential of this group?
1: Well, you you just touched on it right there. I think this team is very talented, but not only that, the depth. I think they have a lot of depth at every position. Um, I think that, and, and that's key. Uh, when you you going through a long, grueling season, especially playing in the Big Ten, um, you you have to be able to withstand injury. You got to be able to withstand uh, your best players being in foul trouble. You know, just just um, Um, obstacles along the way and the, the cure for all of that is depth. Being able to plug guys in and not lose a step. And I think they, when you look at the roster, they have the capability of of having that um, at their disposal. Um, Like I said, they got depth at every position. So, and and also with with how you benefit from that is from practices, Uh, practices being at a high level. And it's almost like when you go into a game, it becomes easier. So I think they have the ability to establish that with themselves as well, um, because uh, it's not that much drop off when you look at each player every position and so uh it should be some really inspired practices which should carry themselves all over into the game and they should be out there playing at a high level um pretty much every night so i look for this team to be a a top 10 team somebody that has a legitimate chance to uh buy for uh, a championship
0: Right, and the Final Four is back in Atlanta where Maryland won it in 2002. Do you see them getting back there, getting Uh, to that Final
1: Four? I do, because especially when you go through the tournament, that's what depth depth is very important because you're just playing game after game after game. And so it it becomes important uh, how many guys do you have that can be a significant asset for you. So, like I mentioned earlier, I just think the depth at every position is just going to be key for them, especially going through a Big Ten season where, you know, it's just very physical and then going into, you know, a Big Ten tourney and then on into a, 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 the regular tourney. So I, I think the depth is going to be the biggest key for this team and the biggest reason why I've given them an opportunity to, to have a chance at the championship. And have
0: you seen them all? Have you seen, like, the way Jalen Smith put on their alcohol? I think Turgeon's calling them Logs now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've, I've seen a couple of pics of them. I haven't seen them live. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm expecting uh, some great things. To uh, I can't think of the, of the gentleman's name right Right now, but the guy who's the trainer there, um, who's yeah, the of, Yeah, Cal. I mean, the strength and conditioning coach. I mean, that guy is absolutely tremendous. When you look at guys, and, and it doesn't even take him long. I mean, he gets guys where they need to be pretty quickly. So, I mean, he, he to me, he, when I'm looking at other teams, he's probably one of the best strength and conditioning guys in the country. Um, the way he gets guys uh, prepared and ready for uh, um, uh, college basketball
0: right and as we wrap things up here we always do rapid fire to end some quick questions so first <laughs> uh toughest play you ever played against in college
1: oh man i would have to say vince broadnax one of my team one of my own teammates um once again he made it practice e- i mean he made games easy for me because in practice i mean he was He was tough to score on, so in in games, it was relatively easy for me.
0: And what about the NBA?
1: Um, Guarding me, I would say Scottie Pippen. It was tough to score on him, but guys to guard, I would say big dog Glenn Robinson and Jamal Mashburn.
0: And uh, what was your pregame ritual?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Well, one that I can say on on the podcast is uh, (laughs) I would, right before I walked onto the court Where you check in at the scores table I would let out a big honk Spit right on the court, and that was not to be disgusting. It was just something that I did that I thought <laughs> brought good luck to me, and also my high, the high socks. Um, I wore the high socks not to be cool or indifferent or anything, but this one particular day I was watching George Gervin highlights, and I went to an inner squad scrimmage that day, joking around, and pulled my socks up pretty high, and I had an incredible. (laughs) in a squash scrimmage and so i thought that it had something to do with the socks and so i kept them that way and and there you have it
0: (laughs) and uh do you have a favorite player to watch in the nba right now
1: oh yeah it's a couple of them i like to watch uh kd i like to watch lebron but my favorite is james Harden. I love to watch him. That dude is. I just think it's incredible to be playing in the NBA and dudes copy your move while you're playing against them. That is just the ultimate, ultimate play, uh, um, uh, pay of respect to to a player to to uh, copy his move while he's right here still in the NBA. <laughs> Do you
0: have a favorite Maryland basketball jersey, either that you played in or just over the years?
1: Um, I liked our black jerseys that we had. We, We rarely wore them. Rarely. But it was black with a red and white stripe on the on the uh, uh, neck and shoulder area. I love those uniforms. Uh, the shorts were too short, but uh but The guys I, are I like loving it. the short shorts you now. Like like Ricky I Lindo, Aaron it.
0: Wiggins, they just pull it up all the way. I
1: don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so uncomfortable for me.
0: <laughs> and to wrap things up, who do you think kind of like explodes and surprises some people for Maryland basketball this season?
1: I I think you just said it. I think Ricky Lindo, I think that 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 dude is going to be a quiet assassin for him. I think that um, people are not going to see him coming. I think he's going to bring more to the table offensively. He already was a good defensive player and a good scrappy guy that gave you extra possessions. But I think that uh, he's going to bring something offensively to the table that people are not expecting.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. Everyone, that was Walt Williams. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you at Maryland basketball games this season.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.